And now, WBW Theater. Welcome to WBW Theater. Listen to a series of radio dramas, comedies, mysteries, thrillers, westerns, all dedicated to preserving the golden age of radio. Those thrilling days of yesteryear, way back when families gathered together around the living room radio to join the theater of the mind. Listen now as we take you way back when imagination ruled and creativity had no limits. Listen now to WBW Theater. The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, presenting America's favorite young couple, Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. And now let's see what's going on in the Nelson family. What are you writing, dear? Uh, uh, just a letter. Is it a secret? No, no, it's it's no secret. It's just a letter. Oh, that's different. <laughs> Anyone I know? Uh, uh, no, dear. Would you mind not speaking to me for just a couple of minutes? I'm trying to concentrate here. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you looking for something, dear? Uh, yes. Have you seen the dictionary? What word do you want to know how to spell? Well, I know how to spell it. I just want to make sure I'm right. Uh, where is that dictionary? Well, what's the word? I don't know whether you've even heard of it. It's demagogue. Oh, demagogue? Yes. D-E-M-A-G-O-G-U-E. Harriet, let's not guess, shall we? <laughs> oh, good. Let's see. A, B, C, D. Oh, yeah. Delve, demagnetize, a demagogue. D-E-M-A-G-O-G-U-E. What'd I tell you? Harriet, please, I knew how to spell the word. <laughs> Had it written down, as a matter of fact. Just wanted to double check. What are you looking for now? Have you seen my eraser? <laughs> That's what happened two nights ago. And that brings us right up to date. Now, let's see. Where were we? Oh, yes. They're at breakfast, and Harriet says... Ozzie, I wish you'd put down that paper and drink your coffee. Just a minute, dear. I just wanted... Oh, oh. <clears throat> uh, I say, Harriet. Yes, dear? Listen to this. <laughs> I just happened to stumble across it here in letters to the editor. Uh, would you care to hear it? Your coffee's getting cold. Dear sir, recent surveys show that an alarming number of voters are shirking their duties by failing to register for the coming elections. This is indeed... <laughs> Good morning, dear. Good morning, Ricky. Uh, sit down, will you, Ricky? There's something here I want to read to your mother. <clears throat> dear sirs, recent surveys... Have... Ricky, do you have to crunch on that toast this very minute? <laughs> trying to read something to your mother. Dear sirs, recent surveys show that an alarming number of voters are shirking their duties by failing to register morning, for the... Good morning, David. I beat you down to breakfast this morning. No wonder you didn't call me here. Uh, good morning, David. Sit down, would you please? Where was I? Oh, oh, yes. This is a tragic commentary on the... David, please! <laughs> Your mother is very anxious to hear a certain article I'm trying to read to her. <clears throat> this is a tragic commentary on the decline of civic responsibility. David didn't wash his face. These citizens who fail to register are guilty of negligence and indifference to public duty. You know, boys, and I think we should get along better if there wasn't quite so much tattling on Harriet, do you or do you not want to hear this? 
Well, of course I do, dear. Go ahead. I'm listening. It's impossible for you to talk to the boys and hear what I'm reading at the same time. Those citizens who fail to register are guilty of moral negligence and indifference to public duty. Our most precious right must be exercised. We must protect our traditional principles. The principal at my school is Miss Colbert. That's fine, Ricky. She's <laughs> very nice, too. I'll be through in just a moment. Otherwise, we abandon true democracy for the rule of selfish demagogues. Demagogues? Uh, yes, demagogues. Responsible citizens, register and vote in the coming election. What do you think of it? Well, I think it's positively brilliant. Guess who wrote it? Let me see. George Bernard Shaw? No. Secretary of State Burns? No. Ozzie Nelson? Absolutely correct. <laughs> there it is. See? Ozzie Nelson. See, there it is, boys. Your father's name? Favorite? Can we eat our toast now? <laughs> is that all the impression it makes when I get my name in the paper? Is that good? You know that taco spaniel with Will Thornberry? He had his picture in the paper last month. Yes, but did he write a letter? Ozzie, dear, we're very proud of you. It's an excellent letter. Oh, thank you, dear. You know something, Harriet? Writing to your newspaper can be a valuable public service, especially when a man has the ability to express himself with clarity and force. That's true, dear. Some more toast? Oh, yeah, thank you. Goodness knows there are plenty of issues that are confusing the public right now. I think I'll get some scissors and cut that article out for us again. Oh, what for, Harriet? Well, I want to save it to show to people. Harriet, it's not worth talking about, Eve. What is it? I just happened to write an ordinary letter reminding the people to get out and register and vote. That's all. What was that? Did you hear something hit against the front door then? Oh, yes, I, I think it was just a morning paper. But we already got our paper. Oh, I kind of figured that my letter might be in the paper today, so I asked the boy to ride back and get a few extra for it. But I only heard one hit against Oh. I, I thought you might want to send a copy to your mother and my mother and... Maybe I better get the papers. I'm answering it now, dear. Oh, good morning. Good morning indeed, sir. Have I the privilege of addressing Mr. Ozzie Nelson? That's right. It is a privilege to meet you, sir. My name is Pennyfeather. Penny more, Pennyfeather. Here's my card. Well, thank you. Ah, oh, I see you're a chairman of the Citizens Political Pressure Committee. I have that privilege, Mr. Nelson. <laughs> I had the privilege of reading your letter in this morning's paper. And I want to tell you, sir, I consider it a privilege to meet you in person. Oh, thank you. May I have the privilege of coming in? It's a privilege. Uh, please do. Yes. <laughs> First of all, Mr. Nelson, a word about our organization. We are just average citizens. The man in the street, the woman in the house, the group in the Gallup poll marked doesn't know. Oh. <laughs> For a long time, we've been called the vote that's gotten out. And frankly, Mr. Nelson, we are just fed up with being wielded. Yes, but uh, politically speaking, what's your direction? In these times, who knows? <laughs> we just put pressure on everybody. <laughs> But first of all, sir, allow me to congratulate you on the letter you sent to the paper. Oh, it was nothing. Your inspiration. I have a seat. Clear, concise thinking. Magnificently presented. Take the one with the cushion. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> Very comfortable indeed, sir. Mr. Nelson, I might as well get right down to business. At our committee meeting this afternoon, your letter to the editor was read, and it was suggested that I pay you a visit and get to know you a little better. 
Well, I, I don't quite understand. Clumsy of me, of course, you're wondering. <laughs> Mr. Nelson, the Citizens Committee is most particular about the character of any candidate whom it sponsors. Candidate? Your letter to the newspaper indicated that you are a man with a deep sense of civic responsibility. You, Mr. Nelson, are the kind of man the committee likes to present to the taxpayer. But, Mr. Pennyway... Pennyfeather. Uh, uh, I mean, Mr. Pennyfeather, do you mean what I think you do? We are considering you, sir, for the Office of Public Protective Executive Custodian under our banner. Public Executive Protective Custodian? Public Protective Executive Custodian. Uh, uh, well, this is a great honor. I, I don't know what to say. Your name was only suggested, you understand. Yes. I was appointed to see you and uh, decide if you were, well, sort of look you over, if you don't mind. Hmm, not at all. Thank you. Hmm. <laughs> I I didn't have time to shave this morning, but That's I usually. That's all right. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> Mr. Nelson. Yes. I know, of course, that from your letter you are aware of the tremendous responsibilities that any man in public office has. Of course. Therefore, you will not mind if I ask you a few questions. Not at all, sir. Do you hold public office now? No. No. Have you ever been convicted of a felony? No. You seem to be just the type we're looking for. Oh. Golly, I, I don't know. Do you mind if I call my wife? Not at all. I'd like to meet her. Hey, Harriet! Harriet! People are always curious about the relationship between a candidate and his wife. Hey, uh, uh, Harriet, dear. Yes, Harriet, this is Mr. Featherweight. It's Penny Feather. Uh, Penny, uh, Feather. How do you do? How do you do? Mrs. Nelson, we have asked your husband to be a candidate for public office. Really? Yes, for public executive protective custodian. Uh, public protective executive uh, protect custodian. Protective executive. <laughs> Well, that sounds wonderful. Well, now, just a moment, Harriet. You must realize what an important step this is. Our quiet, peaceful home life here will all be changed. We'll live in the public eye, subject always to criticism. Few thanks, long hours. I always thought a politician's hours were short. Not just before election. <laughs> Think it over, Harriet. It's a big step. You know the old saying, politics makes strange bed feathers, hey, Mr. Pennyfellow? <laughs> Well, what do you say, dear? It's Penny Feather. It's, uh, I'm, it's, uh, oh, why, certainly, Ozzy. I think it's a great honor. Oh. Harriet, take me by the hand, dear. We accept the nomination, Mr. Penny Pincher. <laughs> Penny Feather. Penny Feather. And the Citizens Committee is proud to endorse a man of your caliber. I shall do my best to deserve your confidence. With that attitude, you cannot fail. I am inexperienced, but I promise you sincerity and honest effort. That's the kind of man we need in office. And I... Take it easy, fellas. You're both on the same side. <laughs> Well, goodbye, Mr. Public Executive Protective Custodian. Or is it uh, Protective Executive? Uh... <laughs> oh, well. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, Mr. Pennyfeather. It's Pennyfeather. Oh, oh, yes. Uh, uh, goodbye. <laughs> elected, I promise I shall do my utmost to discharge efficiently and honestly the duties of the office to which you have entrusted me. Harriet, I'm not through yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, dear. I pledge myself to the service of the people. I pledge every bone and muscle in my body, every hair on my head, every drop of blood in my veins. Ozzy, uh, isn't that a little bit strong? Well, you got to impress him with your sincerity. Well, I know, dear, but do you have to bleed on him? <laughs> 
Maxwell, maybe just the bone, muscle, and hair would be enough. And may I ask... Go ahead, dear. I want to find out about lunch. It is every citizen's duty to register... Gloria! ...and vote for the candidate of his choice. Gloria! And you saw me, Mrs. Nelson. <laughs> and keep out the irresponsible charlatan and worthless demagogue. I didn't ask to come in. Somebody called me. <laughs> Nelson's just making a speech. I called you to ask you about lunch. Uh, Gloria, uh, you may well, be interested to know that I'm running for the Office of Public Executive Protective Custodian. Oh, that's wonderful, Mr. Nelson. Well, vegetables do be all right for lunch. Yes, it sounds wonderful. Uh, by the way, somebody just delivered this big book for you, Mr. Nelson. Oh, oh yes, thank you. That's the book Mr. Pennyfeather promised to send me about the city ordinances and organizations. Oh, by the way, Gloria, I want you to see what you think of the end of my speech. Hmm. And I also promise that if elected, I will leave no stone unturned. I will use all my energy, my time, all my waking hours, if necessary, to make this office a model of efficiency and good government. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be elected. Well, thanks a lot, Gloria, but it isn't such a cinch. Oh, I'm positive you'll win. You can't be sure. Some people think my opponent will win. Oh, you've got an opponent. <laughs> different, but I'll vote for you, Mr. Nelson. Well, thanks very much, Gloria, but I don't want you to vote for me unless you think I'm the best man for the job. See, you have to realize it's the duty of a citizen not only to register and vote, but also to keep informed, to know all about the candidates and the duties of their office, and then decide which candidate is capable. Now, I guess you're right. I should know more about it. Um, Mr. Nelson, is your opponent capable? Uh, uh, well, I, I don't know. Mm. Uh, who is your opponent? Well, he's, uh... They come to think of it, I didn't ask. I... Well, um, uh, what are the duties of your office? Well, you... The, um, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> See? I wish I was a candidate instead of a voter. Then I wouldn't have to know anything either. <laughs> well, I'll think it over while I get lunch ready. Say, by the way, Ozzy... What are you running for? I mean, what are the duties of this executive, protective, say, uh, Frankly, I was just wondering the same thing myself. It's probably right in this book, Gloria, again. Let me see. Public offices. In the sound of it, I'd say it had something to do with the treasurer's office, wouldn't you? Well, it's not in that section. Oh, it wouldn't be a minor office like that anyway. And look it up here close to the mayor. That's all. Oh, here it is. Public protective executive custodian. His duty shall consist of... <laughs> is lunch ready yet, dear? Well, what office is it, Ozzy? Uh, office? Yes, that's what you just looked up, isn't it? What are the duties of the office? The particular duties of the office aren't important. After I all... I know, dear, but what are the duties? Well, it doesn't matter much what a man does. It's the fact he's in public service. That he's doing his best for the people. Ozzy, what are you running for? Dog catcher. <laughs> dog catcher? Well, uh, head dog catcher. Well, come on, Ozzy. Let's eat lunch. Cigars, dear? Well, of course. Why not? 
Well, wouldn't dog biscuits be more appropriate? <laughs> Harriet, that's a very cheap joke. Oh, I don't know. I kind of like it. The office of head dog catcher is a very honorable and historic office. It was established in 1874 by an act of the city council and has always been filled by honest and upright citizens. That's interesting. Besides, I can't get out of it. Well, I don't see why you should want to, dear. After all, it is a public office, and it may be only the beginning for you. If you do a good job, maybe you can run for something else next year. Hey, that's right. That's the way to look at this job as a stepping stone. Who knows where it could lead? Perhaps even to Washington someday. Sure. From doghouse to White House. <laughs> Well, hello, boys. Hi, Pop. Hi, Pop. What happened, fellas? Something go wrong in school? Tell him, David. Might as well tell you, Pop. Ever since you started to run for dog catcher, all the kids we know with dogs won't speak to us. Oh, so that's it. Not only that, Will Thornberry's Cocker Spaniel won't speak to us either. I'm sorry, Pop, but well, none of the kids seem to like dog catcher. Now, just a moment, boys. I, I think you've got this a little confused. You see, I won't be the man who goes out with the net and catches the dogs. You won't? No, no, I'll, I'll just be the man who sends the man out with the net to catch the dogs. Oh. That's not much better, is it? Pop, please don't be a dog catcher. Gosh, fellas, I, I never realized you felt this way about it. We wanted to get a dog of our own. Well, you can have a dog. I'll catch you with, I mean, I'll buy you a swell dog. <laughs> You think just because I'm dog catcher, I'd object to having a dog in the house? No, but how's the dog gonna feel? No, no, no. <laughs> Fellas, you've got to listen to me. You've got to see my side of it. I like dogs just as much as you do. And I promise you I'll be very careful. Hello, Mr. Nelson. Oh, hello, Emmy Lou. Oh, Mr. Nelson, I ran over as soon as I saw you come out of the house. I heard the news and I want to tell you that I'm very proud of you. Oh, thank you, Emmy Lou. What an honor it is for me to live next door to you. Oh, you're exaggerating. Oh, no, I'm not. I can't help thinking how proud I'll be someday when a mad dog gets loose on Main Street and people's lives are in danger until you come along, dash in, and capture him with your bare hands. Uh, I think they provide gloves. For <laughs> Standing there facing the mad beast. Slowly you hold out the can of red heart. He crouches. Your muscles flex. You're ready to throw the net over him. He grows tense. Suddenly he springs at you. You throw the net. It misses. The crowd scatters. But do you run? Well, of course I... No, you... <laughs> no, Mr. Nelson, you don't. The mad dog's got you by the sleeve. Now his teeth are tearing the flesh off your arm. Your assistants run up and throw ropes and nets around him. He's captured. And you're a hero. Won't that be wonderful for the neighborhood? You know, Emmy, you and the boys are giving me an entirely new picture of this situation. <laughs> In fact, the whole thing gets less appealing by the minute. Well, uh, do you mean you'd rather not have the job, Mr. Nelson? Well, for one thing, David and Ricky and even Harriet will probably disinherit me if I'm elected. You see, it seems nobody has much sympathy for dog catchers. We're an oppressed minority. Well, if that's the way you feel about it, maybe you'll be lucky and lose the election. No, not with my luck. They've already arranged for me to go out and make speeches and get votes. Well, maybe the people won't like your speeches and won't vote for you. Yay. Hey, that's an idea, Emmy Lou. Maybe I can campaign to lose votes. Oh, sure 
Dickerson. If I could succeed in making bad enough speeches, I may lose the election. Oh, I've got faith in you, Mr. Nelson. <laughs> You'll be able to do it. It'll be easy for you. <laughs> Maybe you're right, Emmy Lou. Wait, I'll see you later. I'm going to go prepare a few bad speeches. Oh, Mr. Nelson, you're wonderful. The sacrifice you're making for your family, oh, giving up what may be a brilliant political career. Just think you might be elected dog catcher, then alderman, then mayor, governor. And then who can tell you might run for president and have your picture taken with Frank Sinatra? <laughs> and so a strange phenomenon takes place. The Rogers Road political machine grinds to a stop. And slowly goes into reverse. Gradually gathers speed. And more speed. Every cog turning smoothly. Every nut performing his function, turning out speeches. What would I do about loose dogs if I were elected? I'd do the same thing the present incumbent would do about loose dogs if I were the prayer incumbent and he were elected. That's what I'd do about loose dogs if I were elected. Turning out radio programs. Wake up, America. Time to stump the precincts. Tonight, our guest expert is candidate for dog catcher, Ozzie Nelson. Mr. Nelson, I would like to ask you a question. Who will you vote for as dog catcher? For my opponent, J.J.J.J. O'Mahony. He is experienced. He is independent. O'Mahony wears no dog's collar. More speeches. And so, members of the ladies' aid, remember, a vote for me is a vote for inefficiency and corruption. And in closing, legionnaires, let me remind you again, elect me dog catcher, and in six months the dogs will be running this town. <laughs> so I say to you, daughters of Carrie Gibson, go to the polls tomorrow and vote for my opponent, J. 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 O'Mahony. Corny political jokes. It has been stated by some irresponsible scandal mongers that my opponent, J. 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 O'Mahony, was once seen pushing a dog off his lap. This is an unmitigated, scandalous untruth. That was no dog. <laughs> that was his wife. <laughs> Grinding out dreams of handbills and billboards. Ozzy Nelson, an able candidate, supports the platform of J. 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 O'Mahony. Honesty, integrity, courage, airmail now five cents. Settling campaign strategy. Why should I shake your hand? I don't want your vote. Cigars? No thanks, I never use them. I am calling upon you for one thing. Get out and vote. But remember, if I'm elected, this town will go to the dog. Right up to election day and election night, when Harriet says to Ozzy, It's seven o'clock, dear. Why don't you see if some of the returns are coming in? And when the smoke of battle drifts away, the town will find in its midst one of the brightest political stars in the history of this city, the cleverest vote-getter of all time. In a very unorthodox, completely nutty campaign, this candidate on the ticket of the Citizens' Committee...
committee, Citizens committee swept all opposition before him by the novel method of pretending that he didn't want the job. I guess that it proves that nothing captures the heart of the American public like a good sense of humor. Oh. So let's all congratulate our new dog catcher. Congratulations wherever you are, Mr. Ozzie Nelson, and may you... If that isn't the most amazing thing... Oh, it's terrible. In a way, it's... Hilariously funny, I suppose, after you tried so hard to get defeated. What am I going to tell my children? That must be the committee to put the crown on your head. Uh, oh, well, Mr. Pennyfeather, come in. Mr. Nelson, I hope you're thoroughly ashamed of yourself. What do you mean? To think that you, of all people, would do a thing like that. But, but well, and after that wonderful letter you wrote to the paper, do you remember what you said in that letter? Well, of course. What's that got to do with the election? What's that got to do with the election? Haven't you heard? That I won, certainly. You won, yes. But you've also been disqualified. Disqualified? I can't take off... No, and all on a technicality, too. Mr. Nelson, you forgot to register. That's impossible. If you forgot to register, how did you vote? Holy smokes, I forgot that, too. Oh... You've been listening to the adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service, the voice of information and education. Join us again as we bring you exciting thrills and adventure, rip-roaring comedy, and shoot-'em-up westerns and gangbusters. Next time, when your imaginations will be invited into the theater of the mind with WBW Theater.